Welcome into the Oak and Steel podcast. This is Michael Cleary, and I'm with my cousin co-host as always, Matt Sutter. How are we doing, sir? Hello. I'm grand. Mr. Mr. Building Things. How how has that been going? Oh, my mind is just shot. I mean, in good, good reason. Like I am, my mind is invested in this project and keep moving it along. But the frame, you know, took like a certain mindset. And now after this week, I'm transitioning into doors and drawers and the finer details. And it's just a whole nother mindset. It's just, it's fatiguing. I was actually, I'm going to drive in this morning. I was super pumped about what I want to bring up for today. Because uh, I feel like even though we're not working on the same, uh, you got you got woodworking going on and I got metalworking going on, there's there's a, de- a design aspect that I think we both can kind of appreciate about what we're doing. And so uh, just, I guess, dive in here a minute in. Uh, I use Fusion 360 for my design work. You use SketchUp, right? Yep. So I guess straight out of the gate, give me your, like your design process. Are you out looking at other pieces? Are you, how are you coming up with your design? And then how are you, how are you kind of making it work? Is it just kind of a rough thing and I'll get to it when I get to it out in the shop? Or is it, I'm designing it down to like the 16th of an inch and I need it all to fit together because that's what the design looks like. Yeah, I've, I'm kind of new into this process, but I'm also making refinements to the process job after job. Um, You know, even the bigger thing, like the barn project, I kind of designed some of that joinery in SketchUp to scale just to kind of understand the actual pairings of that stuff. Now with this kennel project, um, I took on pictures from the client of inspiration you know they she found this thing on wayfair that's comparable that has some elements that she wanted um there's some other you know google searches or photos that were sent my way just to kind of get an understanding of what they're looking at i start designing it very roughly um because at this point i don't have the client commissioned and and you know, money budget set, you know, I don't want to put a lot of time into this thing and then not get it on the backside. Um, so a lot of times I'll just kind of just really rough it out. Maybe even just a 2d model, not a complete to scale 3d. But, uh, to answer your question, once money is commissioned and I have, you know, a certain percentage, then I'm starting over or, taking that rough canvas that I had made and I'm designing it right down to the finest detail, the gaps in the drawers. I have that all set Sure, because it makes my parts, you know, as I design this and I incorporate the joinery and I do these things, I pretty much already took out the guesswork of, of, uh, making my parts and my cut list. Sure. Yeah, same thing here. So with with uh, I mean, I actually probably go a little further beyond detail than I I should without money in hand. But um, obviously, I haven't. I kind of made reference to it in it just a, a Instagram story that might make what I what I fear is this this rotary machine that we have sitting out here. So we have 
a, it's an old rotary machine. So it's a dial and everything spins, you know, clockwise. And there's just pieces of it that are outdated. So when like packaging back in the day, it was a lot of what's called roll stock. So there's artwork, it's spaced out a certain amount of, you know, length apart. And then the machine would just read these little uh, markers on the side of the film. And that would tell it when to uh, make a cut and seal something on top to a, of a lid. Most of that has kind of gone by the wayside for multiple reasons. There's a lot of scrap involved. Um, you can get really nice digitally printed lids anymore. Um, so yeah, it's, they just don't do as much roll stock. So a lot of the stuff is outdated and we do these things called what's called a pick and place. So it's suction cupping onto something, rotating down, setting it on its place where it needs to drop it. And then the dial rotates and then we seal it down with heat. Um, the, this piece there, this machine has none of that stuff. So I'm more, more or less designing components from scratch. And I like to kind of think everything through, see it all, be able to see every aspect of it. Where's the hangups going to be in this design? So I've been doing a ton of design work and finally I got to the point where we put parts out into the shop and we're going to man, we're at least going to bench test to see how, how it goes. And I'm super excited about how it went. And I think, uh, yeah, you, you saw some of the pieces that I was making the other day, those I actually used as inspiration and I, uh, I'm making I'm making my parts kind of off of that. Isn't so that so satisfying? Yeah, I'm super. I've been super pumped this week about where I finally got to the, the the design to the finish line, and I just feel like, all right, now we can go. Let's test it and see how it works. Now, if I get there and I'm and things are kind of binding up and it doesn't work right, then then I'll obviously have to go back to the drawing board. But I feel pretty pumped about it right now. Yeah, and that. That's all part of the process, especially when you design something from scratch. Like this kennel project is my own creation. So as I build this thing and build my creation, it's almost like more pressure on myself because this is my design that I sold the client and the client has, you know, money invested in it already. Now my creation has to come to life and it's a problem solving thing if I need it to be, but hey, at what point is this going from bad to worse? And I already have some little things um, popping up. Um, you know, the carcass was supposed to be eight feet yep. long. Right on it, uh, you know, eight feet. Because unbeknownst to me, it matched. It sits between two registers on a, on a wall. Sure. On their TV wall, there's two registers. Well, as I... The legs came out a little bit shorter, or not shorter. The legs came out dimensioned a little bit smaller than I had on the plan. So I made up for that in the rails, in those stretcher rails. Well, as I was cutting parts, I added just a little bit more because it, I was cutting a bunch of parts at the same length. Everything got bumped out by quarters of an inch, but now I'm outside of my eight feet. And I reached out to the client and I said, just so you know, right now, things are coming in a little bit bigger. That was okay because it was right at the registers. Well, now after this last week, when I put that barn rail on, yeah. those rails are only four feet long. And they 
go oh, together see. in the middle, but the splicer, I looked, the splicer doesn't allow for any any movement. The uh, splicer puts them butt to butt. So I'm back to shrinking this cabinet down a little bit, but I, you know, I'm back to making this an adaptation back to almost the original plan um, or somewhere in between where I am now, the original plan, but I didn't have the physical hardware. These are all fitment things that, that need refinement. And everything's loosely fit right now that we see when you're posted. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I don't have the, I'm pretty much going to build it because of that domino joinery that I have. It all friction fits and holds itself together. Um, I'm pretty much going to build it standalone, sitting there hundred percent done, take it all apart, have this manic, dramatic glue up day. As soon as you start putting glue on stuff, you're, the clock's ticking. So there's going to be a systematic process of how stuff gets glued together and clamped so it's square. And then that part goes into the next part, glue, clamp, square, um, and finish. Nice. Are, to, you, are you, have you given a two weeks it'll be done or any of that stuff yet? Or are you kind of just going to hold your cards for a little while longer yet? Not yet. I'm, I'm more of a month by month. Um, so I, I think by the end of this month, I'll be able to deliver on that. Sure. But we'll see. Um, they're getting weekly updates, you know, keeping the client informed and, and keeping them energized about it. So that's, that's good. Um, do you have a finish already picked out? You can no. use your, your vest. What is it? Vestule or vesting? Yeah. That's the, the hard wax LED cured hard wax oil. I have material that I ran through when I was milling material, I have cutoffs and I have runoff pieces that I need to take some time and um, run some samples because they have a piece of furniture that they want me to match an sure. existing piece that they want me to match or color match. So I will, uh, I will get that to them and, and um, yeah, this next week's going to be a big hardware week for it. Um, pretty much start executing the templates of the drawers and doors that I made. And then it's going to kind of be like final fitment the next week. And then a week of glue up and finish and a week of glamour and delivery. So that's going to be a month of February for sure. What's the, uh, the fire schedule? Uh, pretty normal. Yeah. yeah over, over time is down. So we're, uh, couple days here and there nice not too bad i didn't know if this is the time of the year where people start dipping out for vacations um it's it's sporadic people take it whenever it's more predictable in the summer or the the hot holiday weekends and that kind of stuff um it's not too bad but and then uh in the background designing the next project in line you yeah, know, it's kind of like you talked about. You got to keep looking ahead and keep bringing work in the door. So that's as this one's nearing its completion, I'm nearing the completion on the next design with the sure. next client. Yeah, we've been. Um, so the Cartner left and then we, the space opened up for the next K-Cup machine. And lucky for us, like everything's kind of gone well. We, I mean, we don't have a end buyer yet for this next one, what we're building, but uh, we, we have some kind of some fun plans that we would maybe even keep it in house for a little while and use it. Uh, and then, 
you know, if it, if this client that we normally work with down in Chicago is to the point where they're ready for a machine, then it's easy. Like it's ready. Come send a truck. It's ready for you. So what that's the goal is we got two carcass or two frames to work on. Um, if we can get, you know, the one will take about a month, month and a half to get done. And then while that's happening, I'm working on this rotary dial thing. It's cool. I, I got the, I redesigned the heater heads. I'm redesigning this pick and place. I even got dad a little charged up. He was, he, cause he, he can kind of see the finish line on some of it and he was, he wants to take on some of it, but he works a little bit slower than I do. And I don't, he, he, I mean, he's got other stuff on his plate too. So, yeah, but yeah, we've, it's been, it's been kind of a hodgepodge type of few days here. So there's old machines. This, the old company is called pack tech. That's where most of the designs at least originally started at from. And then we've made huge changes to them. So it's really not the same at all. But we still get people that call us from that original company saying, hey, I need some help, this, that, and the other. And I've got somebody down in Oklahoma that is trying to get their machine figured out. And it's just the old te- the old technology and the old – I mean, I've posted about it the one day when I was up in Green Bay working on a machine. There's just so many – there's so many issues – to try to resolve on those old machines, it would just be nice if you could say like, just spend the money, cut that part out and just drop in this new design and your, your life will be so much easier. But a lot of what I've found is in a lot of food production facilities, they are, they want to nickel and dime everything. And I get it because probably when you're working with that, you want to present the cheapest options to the end users, right? Cause that's how you get bought off the shelf. And so you want to try to spend as little money as possible on your equipment. It's like, well, if you're going to be down all the time, then spend the money and then you don't have to be down and your clients don't have, you don't have to worry about your clients being unhappy that you didn't deliver on your timelines and that sort of thing. So anyways, we've been dealing with trying to help some folks with, I, at least for me, I'm trying to do stuff remotely because that's a 13 hour drive to go down there to try to do it yourself. Yeah. Well, same can be said for used woodwork, woodworking and woodshop tools. Cause as you know, I'm still fighting this used machine that it, it, I mean, it's great. The eight inches of it I can use, I can only use half of half of that wide belt sander right now until I get this thing tuned in. But yeah, I don't, I just, I mean, did you ever talk to Ross about the, the wheel and whether or not he could machine it down for you? I did. So, so what we're talking about here is that wide belt sander, the front roller is uh, like the drive roller for that, that sanding belt. And there's some deformities in it. There's some scratches or something got ran through it that, that ate into that roller, which is a rubberized composite. I don't even know if you know the official rubber term for that, Mike, but, um, it translates that through the paper into the workpiece. And then when I flip the workpiece around to sand that out, it puts it on the other side if it's wider than eight inches. So I'm kind of, it ruins pieces almost as it goes through. So talking to Mike about pulling that roller out and spinning it on a lathe. And I did talk to Ross and, you know, he's just an optimistic machinist. He's like, yeah, sure, I'll try it. What can go wrong? If it goes bad, it, you know, uh, you know. Yeah, but you pretty- can at least get eight inches out of it now. <laughs> <laughs> If he messes, if he goes down the line and that starts peeling rubber off of it, then you might not have any. I know. I know. So he said he was going to try spinning it on like just an end, um, just to kind of see how it comes sure. off just on the end. But even that's, 
even that's not great. So, right. I'm not sure. I don't know what uh, what to think of that quite yet. Um, so, just to tell the the listeners what the reason my trepidation or my worry is, you have to have when you when you spin these pieces of rubber in the lathe, it's it doesn't unless you have an extremely sharp tip, like the rubber likes to gouge and then it like it kind of like flexes in and then does like a ripping motion so that it actually pulls it doesn't make a clean cut is what i'm trying to get at and i'm just worried that if we start going into it that you might get a couple pieces that might do a nice clean cut and then there might be some areas where all of a sudden it starts tearing and then you know matt's got trouble all over on, on that roller so i just don't i was worried about it ruining more of the, the roller than um than currently already is yeah, and the, my problem is this is an obsolete machine. Grizzly doesn't make this machine. They they make a new machine that's comparable, but the parts don't interchange, and they don't make this used part. And option A or B is either machining it, resurfacing it, or searching boneyards of these machines and trying to get a good roller, which who knows where they're at. Well, so I did have a thought, and I don't know if you'll entertain this or if it's even an option. But what about creating an outer sleeve that comes over the top of that that's all true? And, and I mean, I know that there it's rubberized for a reason, but what if you could come up with something, a sleeve that fits over that? I mean, that's going to be the tricky spot is you're going to have to find a way to get that sleeve to go over the rubber where it doesn't want to grab the whole way, but it's also tight enough that you're not, there's not a lot of slop. And I just don't, I don't know if that's an option or not, but I was thinking a sleeve over the top could solve your problems. Right. And my, the other engineering feat is that it's the, the drive roller. That's why all the other, the other two rollers are, are machined metal, you know, cause they're just spin rollers. This, this front one is the drive roller that grabs the back of the belt and spins it around in a circle. And it's a 18 inch wide sanding belt. So there's a lot of friction and this drive roller really, you know, grips that belt and spins it around. So I don't know right now. I'm not worrying about it. Cause like I said, I can still use eight inches. So I can't mill anything wider than eight inches, but it should be nice. Like these drawer and door parts that I make. That's the whole purpose of this machine. I can make them run them through there and out the other side comes a sanded flat panel You just do a little hand sanding and we're, we're moving on. Now I have to hand sand it, which is fine. It just takes more time and less production. Sure. Well, speaking of production, I saw we had to utilize the, the great outdoors at the shop the other day. <laughs> yeah. Have you had the spring opener in the shop yet? In your where shop? We the, where we had the doors open? No, yeah. not yet. Not yet. Well, I was doing that regardless, whether it was a nice sunny day in, what was that? Yeah, the first day of February was nice and sunny in 50, or I was doing it in a blizzard. I I had to do it one way or the other, because I cannot run, you know, it's, it's rough, 10 inch, or 10 inch, 10 feet long, rough stock material, getting planed and milled down to somewhere around the eight foot mark, but running through machines in a... 20 by 20 shop or on the inside it's 18 by 18 and by the time you go 10 feet on one side of the cutter head through the cutter head and 10 feet out the other 
I'm out the front door. So that's just part of it. Is that uh, is that a first time experience with that, or have you, have you done that before? I've done that, but not not to this scale of production. I don't think this is your biggest piece, other than the barn. Um, lengthwise, yes. Uh, I've I've done pieces that are shorter widthwise, but taller. Okay, you know, but I got more height in the shop than I have. You know, the inside cube is like. 18 by 18 by 10 or almost 12. So I got plenty of height, which, which is good. Like this next job is a, a couple of built in bookcases, things that are probably about eight feet tall or maybe even more. So the height in the shop is appreciated for sure. So tell me, uh, we've got another job. Is that going to come in front of your make what your fear or after? <laughs> um, yeah. Or are are we taking? Are we are we going to go right to the finish line with the make what you fear? And that's just it is what it is. No, I'm thinking I'll be able to. My right now, my intention is to fit that in between this current kennel job and the start of the next job. Um, because that next one's going to be a lot of plywood products, mm. um, cabinet carcasses and hardwood face frames and drawers and doors and that whole thing. Um. So I kind of need even more predictable weather because I, I really can't cut sheet goods in the shop either. I need, I need to break them down outside sure. and bring in the pieces inside and then final final dimension. Final and, dimension, yeah. Yeah, so hopefully because it's due at the end of, what, March, right? This little... I'm going to be honest with you. I'm, 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 my, trend, my trend lines are going the wrong direction for this project. <laughs> Uh, I got all the parts I need, so that's that's good. I just need to just get started with it. And mine's not. Um, whether this is a failure point with the being a contender for the winning prize or not, but I'm going to get started. It's going to be a wearable item, but it's going to constantly be a work in progress until I get done with it. And so it's it's starting a project that, the leatherworking project. One, I've never done leatherworking. Two, I've never built a garment with leather. You know, like a like a tool vest, like I'm making. And I'm anticipating failure. Hopefully, not significant, but at least some points where I'm like that's just not working out. So it'll be a constant, constant uh, draw to keep revising it and working towards a final product. So. That tack, there, there was a tack shop here in, in town. I think that's gone now, isn't it? Yeah. It yep. used to be below your archery range. Yeah. I I think I went in there one time because I got I needed to get some long uh, string, if you will, of, of leather for repairing a baseball glove, and I bought it from them. And But, yeah, now I think it's just like a boutique shop that's yeah. open like very rarely. Yeah. Yeah, so it, it'll be fun. Uh, my... When I make the announcement, I need to do that yet. But when I get started, I'm going to just deep dive and just make parts. And a lot of it's going to be hand sewing. So a lot of that's going to be done off camera. And right. that sort of thing I can do anywhere and everywhere. I'll be sitting on the couch hand sewing leather pieces mm -hmm. and parts. <laughs> Next up, crocheting. Oh, anybody that does leather work knows what I'm getting myself into. So 
it's funny that I found that video and sent it to you and you're like, that's pretty much it. Yeah. Yeah. That, that is a hundred percent my inspiration and I'm a fanboy. So yeah. Do would, would everybody in the, in the listenership know who that is or probably not? Maybe mm, so. If you're, if you like eating sawdust, yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we'll get there. I honestly, the the opening skit that I is going to be my debut video. I need that kennel out of the way. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm gonna I, roll I, up the door and have like have like a fog machine in there and come come trouncing in. Uh, not quite, but I I'm gonna bring it back to my roots of season one with the make what you fear. Oh, okay. Stone gotcha. kennel. So. Yeah, you uh, got a kennel over in that corner, don't you? Yeah. I can't use it right now because that kennel's in the way. It's blocking me. Yeah. <laughs> got to keep going outside. Well, luckily, it's been the nicest February I've ever... I shouldn't say that. We had one in 2017 around here. I was golfing. I was golfing in 2017 in February. That's yeah, it's wild, but I'll take it. Yeah. I, I mean, we're down to... I can see quite a, there's still quite a bit of snow out there, but I can see, see if you, the grass spots are getting bigger. I told grandpa, I got to get this next job, like commissioned and like on the books because I'm going to get distracted real quick. (laughs) Yeah. Well, all of a sudden that boat will be rolling out and then the Mm. Sundays are shot. I'll be rolling open the barn doors and cracking open a wood crate with a mill in it. We're we're closing in on a year of you and me doing this, and that that's been that's been chatted about. So I'm excited when that happens. But <laughs> you got yep. me you got me uh, teased a little a little too long here. Now I'm just like, is that thing going to come out of there? Yeah, yeah, I'm working on it. Yeah, I hear you. The uh, I, I every once in a while I send you pictures of people that have been doing the like the slab work. Well, one thing. Um, I tried to do, I don't know, whatever. A couple of weeks ago, I covered that, that TV monitor that watches a laser doing the laser work while I'm in the front shop. And then I tried like setting up a little paint booth and doing some paint products. And, you know, I was trying to run some stuff out the door for on Etsy for uh, Valentine's Day. And I just can't do all of those things in the same shop, in the same space, mainly painting. Um, I just can't, I just don't have the room to have a, a a big project going on and then running some paint. You know, I thought I could kind of do it all, all at once. So I think there's going to be points in the workflow when I need to do some work in the shop and then just let things be and just walk away. And that's where doing the milling or doing the other stuff that I have laying in the works out at the farm around the shop it's still being productive for work it's still towards the the work i offer but it's giving me an outlet to leave the shop go do something else so that's kind of you know because i'm trying to bring all my work down to the shop now so that's kind of the the site the insight i see on that but can't use i mean i know you have to have kind of a cement like locked up area for your painting but could you commandeer any of the the tractor shed? Uh, no, that's the dustiest of it all. But um, I don't know. There's some other. There's some other 
ideas and some some stuff in the works um, that we can. That I'm gonna see if I can work into, but it's information for behind the paywall. Oh, gotcha. <laughs> I'd like to introduce you to our Patreon. Just kidding. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. So, yeah, it's uh, it's been a fun, fun month already. And I hopefully have 11 more months of this kind of work and this kind of stuff. So we'll see. Yeah, we're going to be hitting the road here soon for various things. I got to go do a, do some salesman type things and then some then some technician type things out in the Hopefully in Chicago here before too long, we're going to be finishing or be able to have the green light to go build that uh, next coffee roasting plant. Nice. They're just finished. They're finishing construction. It's pretty nice. It's cool. It's a cool building. Uh, it's this old. I mean, I wouldn't even have a clue what they did in it before, but you're way down there in like south side of Chicago, uh, Cicero area, and it's this it's this big building. I, don't, I couldn't even tell you how many square feet. And w- when I walked into this place the very first time I was like, you gotta be kidding me. We're <laughs> talking like beat up concrete that almost to the point where like it had been beat up down to like the dirt and the dirt was coming up. Like there was dirt spots in the, like where you could walk through the ceiling was falling down. Um, but they had these really cool big beams, uh, that, just kind of rustic beams, uh, rustic stringers in the ceiling. But I'm a little bummed because they're covering that up. Um, They have a lot of old exposed brick. There was a spot where the, because there's going to be, it's like a cafe slash coffee roasting slash. I mean, they've got plans for tons of stuff. There's there's enough area where they could put a banquet hall in there if they really wanted to. It's just huge. And um, there was an old safe that was in this brick and they've kind of kept that area. And I think that's where their front counter is going to be. And there'll be a huge, huge window for you to look into the coffee roasting area and see that's separate from the cafe. Um, they, they had to redo a bunch of the brick too, because it was just falling apart. Yeah. So the outside kind of got dressed up a little bit and yeah, I I'm super excited about it. I didn't, I can't share like too much about the company or whatever. Cause I think they like to do most of that on their own. But once, once we have the green light, I'll definitely show you some behind the scenes on some of that stuff. Cause it's, I just, I can't believe, I mean, the concrete's all been redone on the inside. So it's nice, clean floors. The, um, the wall, the framing's all that, that metal stud stuff, but yeah, they, it's, it's getting closer. We're getting there. So hopefully they will be ready for us in the next week or two. And then got a little vacation, a little Disney plan. Yeah. Yeah, well, and uh, yeah, we'll be into it. we'll be into March before you know it. Here, do you have any stock in airlines? And did you did you buy out Frontier or whatever the? Oh yeah, we got was. up under that. So did yeah, you saw that? Yeah, yeah. So I don't know if anybody's how how frequent everybody flies, but we do we cover that on here? Is that just off off air? I think we did. I think you uh, you had a little rant. I think you yeah. covered the rant. Okay. Well, in any case, the money was returned, which was great. And then we're we're going to drive to Milwaukee and use Southwest Hub over there and get down there. Non-stops, both ways. Nice. So nice looking forward to that. The girls are pretty excited. 
Um, well, the other thing I was going to ask about the roasting was, was how's your setup? Are you finally getting your workflow in the new space and everything lined up there? Yeah. So I switched, uh, I had one area where I was like kind of toying with, do I put like some coffee brewing stuff there? Scrap that. Um, I made it a shipping station because for, for both the coffee roasting and for the parts business or like the machine business, I'm constantly boxing up stuff and sending it out the door. And I have to do it here in this little office table that I have and said no. So I mounted a computer out there on the shipping station so I can see where things got to go. Print labels, um, boxes are all up against the wall. I don't, were you here when those, that boxing shelf was up? Mm, I, don't I think, think so. the last time I was in that space, well, you only, you just had like one row of benches out you didn't even have the l made or like the circle made sure so. yeah so that's um that's all been good the i have another company that's going to use the space for roasting so that's another way to make a little bit more money on the roaster and so it's not just sitting there um and then yeah i got inspected by my uh state gal she came through said she was super pumped about everything she's like this is awesome this looks great and was happy with it so uh, you did didn't that. have dirt floors and, and no no dirt floors to deal with no. <laughs> stuff falling from the ceiling right no it's the the space has transformed quite a bit from when it what it was even a year ago at this point or 20 so years ago when i was in there yeah that's the <laughs> next that's still on the docket is to get upstairs i started upstairs a little bit just moving some shelves around uh getting an idea of where how i want things to lay out because i that's Ideally, that's where I want my office to be and then to kind of dedicate some area for a, a studio because I don't know, I, something I was going to bring up to you here, I just got to notice that Google Podcasts is about to be no more, but uh-huh. YouTube is going to, I mean, they all, it's all interchangeable at this point, right? Yeah. And apparently their YouTube is going to have a podcasting platform and I mean, we already do the Zencaster, and we're looking at each other on video. We could start putting out some video content. I know everybody wants to see that beautiful mustache. Eh, I'll have to freshen up my background a little bit. Yeah. And uh, yeah, why not? We'll, so we'll see. Well, that, that might be in the works as to part of my plan upstairs is to at, like finalize a little nook where I could podcast from and you don't hear a squeaky chair or... It's not so echoey. I think the echoey stuff's been better since I fixed the yeah stuff, the links and all that with the the microphone. Well, put some put some heat on them. Get it done by March so we can roll out season two with uh with a new platform, maybe. Yeah, that's that's the the heat's on me at this point. <laughs> well, that's that's part of the reason why Make What You Fear is not on the docket really for me. Is I just keeping people moving and then also I've got other side things I need to get done or want to get done more than making a golf club but it's going to happen at some point I just hey, don't know when everything all at once Mike just yeah. get every just work on everything all at once <laughs> that, every everything moves forward just one more tick all at once if I even got the stock cut I think that'd be a tick move right <laughs> yeah yeah I got a roll of leather that's my first tick move on on the make what you fear Right. I haven't yeah. uh, I haven't been able to tune in as much lately here, so I don't know what I've seen the the titles of their of their shows. I just I wondering if they maybe they're talking to us somewhat in the background there to get started. Because I think one of them was, have you even started? Definitely, definitely. And 
and they always they deal with this every year and now I'm, this year i'm playing into it more and more of you know they always get this rush of participation at the end and and obviously as a as a developer of this challenge is you know a social media online challenge you you want to have people engage from start to finish right just better for promotion and better for the whole system but hey i got i got client work right that's the that's the hard part if you're not if you're a hobbyist you you got your time of what you want to be doing and if you're doing it for work you're kind of at the whims of the people i have a, i have a a side job list for the shop that's already side work from my side, side job <laughs> my career it's like hey when you get a time when you get a second can you help uh, me out with this and they're all great about it like and they're all you know no rush and you know it's all part of scrap material or workflow you know i just got to work it in there's stuff here at the house that you know a front window that needs to get trimmed out that's been two years now waiting on that so you know it's just all part of the workflow i just gotta work it in now, how how much does the honeydew get pushed in front of the workflow? Any the, or or does Taylor feel pretty well like he's doing stuff that is making money? So we'll get to it when we get to it. Um, yes, that's true, but that that only lasts for so long. I I was met with a demand. Oh, really? Of getting the front window done? Sure. Yes. Yeah. So. And I have the material. It's up on the rack in the shop. I just need to just engage my mind and process the material and and start it. I just you know, so many, so many hours, so many thoughts, everything all at once. Right. <laughs> but only so much butter can be churned in that brain. I say, hey, I get all. I'll just stay out there all night long and work. That's fine with me. Yeah. That's the other negative. So. What's the uh, the birthdays in March, right, or is it April? In March, yeah. What's the any any fun plans for that? Uh, you know, honestly, Taylor likes surprises. So oh, I all I know is I have a, a birthday weekend open. Sure, standing by. Nice. With I, travel, is that? I mean, is that a part of it or not? No idea. Don't even know. Don't even know. She gets all the people involved. All these people are giggling and and conniving in the background, and I'm I'm at the mercy of of their plan. Yeah. Speaking of travel, we I had heard. I mean, we've got two little ones, right? So security check lines are not the most fun. We've done it once with our oldest. We went to Canada, and she did she did pretty well going through security. But it's some of those can take a little while, right? Mm-hmm. And so. You can get TSA pre-checked, and then if you get TSA pre-checked, you can go through with your kids, and it goes faster. I don't think you even have to take your shoes off. I don't know if the kids do or what. I, what I don't even really truly know. I've kind of just have an idea. You, it's good for five years, and you pay about eighty bucks, and um, it's supposed to be a little bit easier. I think there's a separate line, all that fun stuff. So I went down the rabbit hole of like figuring out how do you get it certified and whatnot. Well. Apparently, there's these independent contractor companies that you can go to. It's like Idemia, and there's one other one, and they're scattered around the United States. And of course, in Wisconsin, there's two. There's one in Madison and one in Milwaukee. 
The one in Madison is out of Staples. So they don't even give you the details per se. But the I I set up an appointment. So then, and then it's like, well, it can arrive in three to five weeks or it can take up to 60 days. So we we might miss it with this go around. <laughs> we'll see. Of course. We just, you can also just walk in. Well, we are calling, say, trying to find out, like, is anybody there? Any of that stuff. So we round up the troops and we go in there in an evening because they're supposed to be open till eight. And just to see what does this look like? Can you walk in? Sure enough, we walk up and at the the counter that they have, it's like a little cubicle, honestly. It says there's no walk-ups available today. I was like, of course there's not. Yeah. So we, you know, we tracked down one of the Staples employees and like, how often does that sign up? And they're like, pretty off or pretty often, but it comes up and down. And I was like, it doesn't look like it comes up and down. It looks like <laughs> it's up there forever. And you don't you have to deal with people walking in. But um, yeah, it's I don't know. We'll find out. It's this week. I got to go. And I Tammy thought she could tag along. And I don't think that's going to happen. I, mm. I got the impression that they have enough time slots for the people that sign up. And that's it. Mm. I, and usually those people that do those kind of jobs, whether it's the, the DMV, not to slight anybody that works at the DMV. Those those type of people aren't real keen on bending over backwards for anybody to do extra work. You know what I'm saying? So I do. I, I got any experience. Any, oh, you got a coffee delivery? I got yeah, breakfast delivery. I got a wrestling match going on here. Watch um, out, yeah, for the the listening members that couldn't view. Um, oh, thank you. Um, put it over there. Uh, when Mike was talking about checking the TSA and all that kind of stuff, I uh, reached down and checked my passport <laughs> just because oh, yeah. that's always the thing that uh, can just get away on you. And when you need it, it's probably too late to go get it renewed. Right? Well, yeah. the, the thing is, though, they, they changed their tune a little bit. It used to be you had to go into you had to go into the post office and get your picture and your application and all that. Now I think you you can print the application out from home. You can send a picture as long as it meets the qualifications. I think you can even get the picture at Walgreens, and then you just send it in. And as long as you've had an you've had a passport in the past, they'll just you send your old one with it. I believe they'll just make you a new one and send it to you in the mail. You don't even have to do anything special. So I was I was pretty pumped when I got mine renewed, and it was it was relatively painless. I think I've been I've done that once, but when you don't have time on your side, that's when the process gets, gets crazy. I, right. I at one time couldn't even find it last fall trying to go to Canada again. Yeah. I'm like, I'm going to Chicago today. Yeah. Know, Cause I think you get it in hand like Chicago or Minneapolis or whatever. I'm like this, I'm, I can't find it. And here we go. But I end up finding it. Just, am I, am I, maybe I'm not remembering this correctly, but you used to be able to drive across the border without having to have a passport. You could drive across without it, but you had to, if you were flying across, you had to have it. Is that right? Uh, I don't think so. I've always had, uh, I've always had to have one. Okay. Um, maybe it was just me a, being naive as a kid. I don't know. As a student, it's a little different because you can have just an ID or, or whatever, but. I, my first one was issued in 2008, which would have been my first time to Canada on the fishing trip as an adult. 
Sure. And so, yeah, I look at that picture. Oh, that's a baby face. Just a little boy. Yeah. <laughs> probably but, still driving his, his S10. Yeah, probably back then. Yeah. But um, yeah, so I think as a student, I was able to cross with a student ID or some sort of parental process, whatever the whatever the school trip designated to go to Canada fishing. But sure, I've always had to have one to get across. I think the, the first time I got one is when I was I had the, I have I still have these aspirations and I don't think I've ever told you this. I've always wanted to be on the show Survivor. Oh no, let's yeah. get into it, Mike. Let's get into <laughs> it. Yeah, I've always wanted. I've I've watched it since I was young. Like I, my mom would always watch it, and I I wanted I wanted to be on the show with uh, Jeff Probst, and I think I think I'm ready. I think I'm finally ready. <laughs> 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 okay, Survivor, Amazing Race. What was the other one we grew up with? Or were those the main two? Those are the main two that I can think of that people would want to be on. Yeah. So, which one are you doing first? Survivor. I'm I'm 100 Survivor only. Like I I've just always wanted to do it, and I don't know. I just it seems like it's it's up my alley. They don't ever let Wisconsin people on there. I think there's been like two Wisconsin people ever. Well, let me tell you, Mike. Let me not not make you feel so weird about this. Taylor and I are. We both drifted away from Survivor, you know, in our in our twenties, and we are way into it again. We are. Are you really? I didn't know TV that. TV nights. We because Netflix is putting out past shows. Yeah, and I think right now is there a current show going on right now? No, they don't. They so the show runs usually. It'll start again here in February. It usually runs February to like whatever the last part of the seasons are to start the summer. So they they always have their finales like right before summer because nobody watches tv in the summer then it starts up again they tape they tape all summer they take two seasons in the summer and then they fire it up again in september and then it runs september to i don't know december and then they take a break and then fire the next one off in february well maybe it's on hulu then right now or something but we're you watching like a current episode or one of the most recent current episodes sure Um, but we have gone back and watched some past episodes Taylor and I have noticed some changes in the episodes, right? They, they've, uh, there's little nuances that we've noticed that are different. It seems like they're always in Fiji now. They're, they're just going to, yeah, that's the home base. They only go there. Yeah. It wasn't in earlier seasons. They were all over the place. Yeah. They had Africa, Australia, Philippines. Did they always get water? I, I feel that earlier episodes they had to like fend for water and like fight for rice and this whole thing now it just seems like they get those things automatically i don't know that they get even rice anymore so i think they get they get water automatically but i don't know if they get rice yeah i don't know i'm assuming that they have to some sort of humanitarian (laughs) standard be provided with some things but this latest episode we're watching like it's like seven days in and four people are already voted off already. And it's just like, it just seems like every episode, the vibe feels different from legacy episodes, you know. From, so do you like it or do you not like it? I, I don't, uh, If it's it's different and I don't really like it. And maybe it's just all these seasons have different characters. Like these people are, are people, but they kind of become a character in the show yep. that you... 
get exposed to. They give you some background or their personality and it, it keeps you coming back. And maybe these characters in the latest show aren't, aren't, um, entertaining enough for us. I don't know, but the show doesn't feel good right now. This latest one. Oh no. Yeah. Well, you'll, have tell me, you'll have to tell me which, which look up the season. They just finished 45 season 45, I think. And or 44, one of the two, I think. Um, I, I've got, I mean, I'm not, so you hear these, these folks that come on it. They are, they're super fans. They are talking, they can talk oh, yeah. about whoever was at these past players. I'm like, I don't remember who won it the last season. I, I do, but like I, they can go do, 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 do. And I'm, that is not how I am with this. I just enjoy the season. I like to watch, see who, who wins. And then I forget about all of them. So I don't, I just, it's interesting though that you're that you're not enjoying it because I actually have enjoyed some of the different things. I do think there's some shenanigans behind the scenes with the uh, producers. Yeah, I think, I think they play people off of each other and maybe give a little insights to certain ones that they want to keep going. Hundred percent. Yeah, hundred well, percent. I think that's reality TV. Tammy, oh, sorry, this has turned into a reality TV podcast. I'm sure everyone's going to love this, but <laughs> Tammy's got, um, Ooh. she. Did I save it? Yeah, yeah, you were close. Caught the Ooh, very end of it. Hit, hit the beginning. Button, it was close. <laughs> um, so my sister-in-law, my brother-in-law, has a best friend, and he is just a beefcake of a man. Like, just as handsome as they come. Like, it looks like he could, if he put on, like, over, like, a plaid, he'd look like a lumberjack. And I, I've spent enough time with him that the ladies, the ladies enjoy this gentleman. He's going to be on a show. I'm not going to tell you what the show is. I'm not going to tell you his name or anything like that because I don't want to get him in any hot water. But he's going to be on a show, and we're looking forward to it. It's going to be fun. It's going to be on. It's on a, a streaming service. Farmer needs a wife or something, probably. Nothing like that. But oh, okay. Once I can start talking about it, I will definitely share because I mean maybe people don't want to hear about it on this platform. But it was. I'm looking. I'm looking forward to it. So the the the. Reality TV runs high in our house. Hey, the people are going to hear what we tell them, okay? Right. That's what we're here for. I didn't know you were like Survivor. I'm so pumped about this. We might have to have a little breakdowns. They are, uh, I just asked Taylor, but she she doesn't know without turning on the TV and looking it up. But we are, they are three, three different tribes that are starting to get real thin, some of them. And so they're just going back and they're just getting into the big merge. That's our next episode, so. You know, the merge. Everybody makes the merge. Woo! Well, because you get paid. Yeah. I think you get, for every episode you're on, you get paid for it. So if you uh, make the merge, you're likely to get onto the jury. Well, if you're on the jury, you're on pretty much every episode. So then you get to get paid all the way to the end. They, you are dropping well, nuggets, you, my friend. I can tell you where they drop their nuggets. <laughs> <laughs> so, so what happens is they designate, apparently they designate a certain spot. There's maybe an area in the water. There's maybe an area they call yeah. them an. I think they call it an aqua dump. Ah, uh. yeah. So you just—that's not an area for swimming. That's an area for <laughs> business, and then get out of there. But apparently, when they on the show, when they say like, "I gotta go," I'm gonna go for a walk. That's the like. That's everyone's cue for like, I'm gonna go drop drop a deuce, and then yeah, like, or I think camera crew don't one, follow me. Well, <laughs> there's some of that, but then there's also 
I think they go and like they'll have inter- their little side interviews when they are going for a walk or whatever. Yeah, where they're sitting behind some sort of driftwood or yes, affing I mean, and out of water with their tennis shoes on or something yep. like that. Yep. Now, there's parts of the show that I would just not. Uh, I wouldn't you'd conduct be, myself that way. You'd be a good. You'd be a good contestant, Matthew. Uh, yeah, the strategery, and I can be strategic, but I don't know. I might just go just, I'd have to make something. I'd have to like make something for the island, you know, and I'd be like remodeling the, the palm frond hut all the time or something, you know, like, yeah, heck yeah, man. What am I going to do? Just sit there? First new construction would blow up. I think, and honestly, <laughs> I think that's nine times out of ten. What when the, with these reality shows, that's what the people are going for. They're just yeah. trying to self promote themselves with their, whether it's on social media or whatever. Because once you go like look them up after the fact, which I I mean Tammy and I do that all the time. We'll go yeah. find them on social media or Twitter, you know, and yeah, they most of them start all of a sudden they're promoting everything under the sun. Well, there's there's two clues I can give the really like survivor enthusiast onto the last episode we just finished the guy's mother passed away had cancer terminal like lung cancer or something like that and he ended up winning um and after he won he had to go through all that process losing his mom and and then the final show when they came back you know that was after all that happened so it was a quite emotional quite emotional thing um but that was a good show a good season and right now we're on one where a guy cut his head open and had to get shipped out of there and now he's back okay that's the last season that's this one yeah that's where we're going to the merge bruce right probably yeah something like that yeah Yeah, it's bruce so he he try it's this one's you'll like this season i think just give it give it a go it's it's a fun one well tonight we'll be getting a couple episodes in again Man, I didn't know this was going to turn into a Survivor podcast, but we might <laughs> well, have to just branch off. Found your title for yeah. the show. I didn't know this is a Survivor podcast. <laughs> There's plenty uh, of those out there, too. Yeah. Post, or people that have played in the past. Well, so. good news. I won't be listening to any of them to influence my production here on this podcast. So good. Everything here is completely non-biased, what I see here in my own television. All right. Well, I'm excited. And just to wrap it up for the the listeners, we're pretty worried about this. Did we ever get to the Batman? Uh, no. Oh man, absolutely not. So you just when you when the TV's on, you just want to be. You're probably swiping on the phone, looking up once in a while, figuring out what, listening a little bit, having a side conversation. You don't want to invest invest the hour and a half or two hours into a movie. True. I think I think we need to pull the pull Taylor on this one, but uh, especially like with this kennel project going like Chebec, what are you doing on your phone? And it's not swiping social media. It's, it's researching. It's, you know, do I have the right tooling techniques? Do I have everything I need to do to execute the next move on this project? And um, I just keep telling her research, but that that's what it is. Like, um, you know, I was looking for ash plywood, Nobody just stocks and carries ash plywood. So I had to dive in a little bit to some Facebook groups and figure out who here in Wisconsin had accessible ash plywood. Um, yeah, and just 
part of it. Yeah. Well, I, I know what I'll be posting this week um, will be the test, the bench testing of my idea. I got to get two parts made that are going to, they'll take me a little while to do, maybe a day. And then, then it's just up to getting Ross to kind of help me out with some, a little bit of lathe work and then boring some holes. And we're going to, we'll be at least able to see how she travels on the, on the pick and place that we're designing. Nice. So I'll, I'll show you a side by side of the model and then how it, how it turns out. Yeah. And that, uh, that's the benefits you get out of Fusion 360 with your stuff. You can, you can put those things into play almost with that, right? The animation. I use, I use everything for that. So I yeah. not only am I designing it, but then there's a cam feature yeah. that that I designed the how the the Haas is actually going to do the milling. So I everything I do is with Fusion 360. So I don't know. Maybe people. I don't. Know, would anybody be interested in seeing that stuff more? I don't know that I see too. I come across too much stuff. Of people talking about Fusion 360 on Instagram, there's a Facebook group, but um, in my world, Fusion 360 is a luxury. Well, everybody says if you're going to get into design software, just figure out Fusion. Like, yeah. don't even figure anything else out, and just because it, it branches into so many more things. And I tried. I, you know, I have like a trial suite. I, I did this whole thing, but I just can't. I started using SketchUp too soon. Yeah. And the commands are opposite. They they don't reflect at all what's in Fusion and I I dumped it. Okay. I just I can't right now I can't take the time to learn another software and I should because in the future that you know designing a, a built-in bookcase or cabinet work in Fusion pushes that into other cabinet building software so much better but i don't plan on being a cabinet shop but i mean if you if you ever wanted to get on like a um one of those tabletop mills right what what do those guys use or what how does that what's that run off of it's probably its own software isn't it yeah I, that's where fusion i mean guys that are doing 3d printing or girls um, people who are doing 3d 3d printing people who are doing um you know code code work you know running off a of a cnc mills or whatever that's all coming from fusion sure and i i don't have that capability but well i can tell you something that i was actually teaching students before i left the field of education was tinkercad i think that might be run by the same developer that run, autodesk or whatever is the, yeah. the fusion owner um, yeah that was I mean, I started doing some of the, tutor the tutorial things as well with that, and that helped me get my start. And I can't say enough good things about that for kids. Like, I my when my girls are big enough, like they're at least going to get exposed to to doing some work on AutoCAD or on Tinkercad and Code.org and those sort of things. Because I feel like th those those pieces are going to be huge for their generation if it i mean it might even be different by the time it gets to that or when they get older so it'd be it just something to show them though i mean when i was growing up as a kid my tinkercad was lincoln logs and director sets right <laughs> and doing uh by hand doing tech ed with mr miller that was my first 3d modeling stuff that we did it was all by hand yeah remember that yeah well a little bit i didn't get much past uh sim city 
Oh yeah, that was fun. <laughs> so for the in listeners, the, we'd have a mid to mid to late nineties when we were in middle school. Yeah, it was awesome. We, we'd you would do your you do your your three D project that you did by hand. He he'd come out, kind of give it a look and see how your your drafting was, and if it was good to go back into the computer room and it was sim city sim all the sims all the sim ant sim farm i think there was yeah sim farm was one of them and uh we were in there just doing that and that's all we did we even use a he had like a little scroll uh scroll saw didn't he for doing the the rocket cars yeah and i don't that's i don't remember being on the computer much i remember working in the little wood shop you know building i don't even remember anymore there wasn't much there though. It was pretty pretty rough for uh for yeah. stuff that I mean the real the real toys were in the high school. Hey, my my parents still have it on their kitchen table, the little napkin holder thing where it stores napkins vertically or stacked. I don't know napkins. if I made that. Yeah. It's got all these little dowels on it. Huh. Yeah. I'll well, get back. I'll I'll uh I'll put it out there on my socials, you know, so I try to gain some <laughs> gain some interest yeah well, cool this has been a fun episode i didn't really i did not know we had uh I, i'll be interested to see how many people listen and give me give me a little shout out about watching survivor yeah i mean i'm not OG a, stuff that's been a, around for a long time i think you're talking i don't know 20 years survivor yeah well yeah, well, what if, are they? if it's two episodes, if it's two seasons a year, basically, and you're into the 40s, yeah, then yeah, you're talking 20 years. So to be to, to have a show run like that long, I think that's pretty that's that speaks to how many people get interested into it, at least for a little while. Yeah, and what a what a life that guy built for him, right? I mean, well, he had a talk, do you know he had a talk show for a little bit? Yeah, I'm like a daytime a, talk show, I'm not a super fan like you, Mike. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> Well, yeah, I mean, what a Jeff, what a career, what a, what a life you built for yourself. Just spend your years. Well, now pretty much in Fiji custom, custom shirts are made for him. Did you know that he's got his uh, tribal council shirts? Sorry. I guess he's got nuggets after nuggets for you. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. So yeah, those, those shirts are custom made for tribal council for him. That of, he course. of course. Of course. Of well, course. Well, on that note, we didn't talk too much about what we were supposed to talk about, but that's all right. That's usually kind of how we roll. Maybe maybe it should be called the the Oak and Steel Ramble like, Ramble versus because uh, we don't we we don't stay on on topic too long. Well, wait a minute. What were we supposed to talk about? Just regular like work stuff. I don't oh, know. I think we covered that. We got we got we sampled it at least. Yeah, I mean everybody knows what I'm doing. Yeah, I'll still be working on this project next time we talk. So, but I'll be. Two done. weeks down the line, you're gonna be done with it. I can feel it. I feel it in my bones. I don't think quite done, but yeah. towards the end, yeah. All right, sir. Well, you got a meeting to get to, and I got a home front to get back to for for this Sunday. Real quick before we go, though, Super Bowl next Sunday. What do you mm. What do you got? Chiefs Chiefs Forty ers It'll be a on the TV on my phone researching. <laughs> researching day I, hear I don't know i could none of it worked out the way i was if this then that it's all what i didn't want to see but well we locked in we locked in a gambling profit i i went down yesterday and we hedged the other side of of it so i'm a, i'm a winner either way but i think uh we have a 
we have a Swifty in my house, so I have to be. I think I'm going to be rooting for the Chiefs uh, to just keep the house cohesive. Yeah, <laughs> wise, a wise man, wise man. So, all right, sir. Well, I appreciate the the hour here, and have a have a good rest of your weekend. And we'll be watching you as you're diving into the the dog kennel project. Stay tuned. Like, subscribe, mm-hmm. share. Yes, exactly. <laughs> On YouTube, right? Uh, no, we're getting there. We're getting there. Yeah. So, all right, my friend. Not one you for YouTube. I'm ready. It's coming. So we're going to be, we'll be on there soon enough. All right. So for Matt Sutter, I'm Michael Cleary. We're getting out of here. Oak and Steel, out. Yeah, we'll see you then.